I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Shit Show. Have you ever been to Peppa Pig World? Kia ora te whana. welcome back to The Shit Show, um, an edition where it's the first time Squish and I have spoken this morning, <laughs> not just to each other, spoken at all. So Nick, the voice is feeling a little bit rando. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I was going to try and segue it- that into how I got, did you see that nice message I got on the um, Shit Show Instagram? No, T- tell us. <laughs> Hold on, I'll read it out. Um, Cute. <laughs> I'm so here for the squish support because he just doesn't get it from me. <laughs> <laughs> I got this random message, um, and I love it. I need to get something off my chest, and it is that I have a crush on Squish's early morning voice, and I hope you continue to wake up at 5am. <laughs> oh, it's no offence. Like, love that listener, but... I mean, as your sister, my initial reaction is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's the only reason I got up again this early. Oh well, thank you, everyone. And also, if you want to send Nick a few messages telling him to stop banging his hands on the table while we chat, <laughs> Ruby will be really appreciate appreciate appreciative. <laughs> um. Oh, squish. Well, that's cute, and we will keep. Well, we will keep doing that for that person and because it just works way better for the timetable, doesn't it? Yeah, for them and for all the other reasons. <laughs> for them and for every other reason. Um, now, I am thought I'd do something a bit different with me and Squish this morning because I'm feeling a bit weird. I'm feeling incredibly worn out and I've got, I'm going into quite a busy period of life. I've got a huge cold sore the day before I have to go and talk at a conference and I'm, I'm just wondering, like, is there something in the air? So I'm going to read out Nick and I's horoscopes to see. Oh, what the heck? I want to see if they line up. <laughs> I want to see if they line up to our lives, okay? I haven't okay. read them. So this is this is a blind react. Um, so Nick's a Virgo. I am. And we're doing a daily horoscope from Astro Style. So Nick, I'll read it out. Oh, Astro Style. They're my favourite. <laughs> but feel free to interrupt or or we'll just analyse it at the end. Right. Okay. Money burning a hole in your pocket, Virgo? <laughs> no. Well, it's not. No. <laughs> okay. First of all, I'm first poor of all, as no. Fuck. Or are you being magnetically lured into your favourite not so guilty pleasure boutique or shopping feed? You done any shopping lately? Uh, no, not really. That's kind of funny because it's like, 
you either have heaps of money or you've spent heaps of money. Like, very vague. It could be either. It's kind of the point of these things, isn't it? Before you reflexively deny yourself a little indulgence, look at your books. Today, the moon is in your second house of money and possessions, and it's playing nice with your ruler. Mercury in your sensible sixth house. See what expenses you could trim elsewhere in your budget or work out a payment plan for that must-have object of desire. Is this sponsored by, like, Afterpay or something? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know if I want anything. Oh, God, he just... I don't have any... Ob- he's a simple boy. Oh, I want a new bike. I always want new bikes. No, he has about seven bikes. And, like, you can only ride one at a time, IDK, if y'all know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but there's seven days in a week. So, Squish, that was an interesting... I've never quite had a horoscope that's, like, all about wanting you to spend yeah it's basically uh, yeah it's basically open up your wallet cheapskate and spend some coin it's literally okay so my one i'm a libra um trouble on team libra no problem pick up your pom-poms and high kick your way into the role of head cheerleader head cheerleader for the cause thanks to an upbeat moon mercury trine people will be looking to you for motivation making this your moment to shine Oh, fuck, that is not what I needed to hear. Oh, well, I mean, that's basically like your life, though, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, Picking up the pom-poms and just being energy. It is, Yeah, I mean, it is, especially because I'm having to go over to Texas to bring some energy. Um, if your squad faced a recent setback or disappointment, you can refresh everyone's incentive by pumping them up with the passion that got you fired up in the first place. In doing so, you'll get everyone pulsating with positivity once again. Did they have to use that word? Oh. okay so i was looking to horoscopes for i was looking for a little bit of a here's why you're feeling totally worn out and it's fine that you're feeling that way but instead it's like if there's trouble you must bring the pep you must continue to yeah exactly yeah yeah here's the responsibility and you're you're spending money yeah mine's go to the shop Squish, go to the shop. Lucy, bring, make everyone pulsate with positivity. Oh my god! All right. Well, next week, can you get a different fucking horoscope? I'm actually, I kind of dig us um, reading the horoscopes live on mic and then having to. I've low key always, well, actually high key. I've always thought they were bullshit. I think. I mean. I know that some people really lean into the spirituality side of it. And, like, to be honest, interesting with the sun and the moon and the blah, blah, blah. I think these ones, Squish, almost good that we use ones that seem a little bit random so that we feel comfortable with uh, picking them apart. I was going to say, have I just alienated half the audience space by saying that? Um, You might just get less messages about you having a good voice because... Well, less less than one is none, so back to to normal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, Squish, aside from me reading those horoscopes, weirdest thing that you saw on the internet this week? Um, yeah, so I saw this story um, and I thought, oh, yeah, that's pretty weird. Um, and then I saw an update to the story and I thought, man, that is really weird. So the headline, <laughs> the headline of the story. <laughs> that was actually such a good lead. Well, it's true. That's how my thought process went. I'm, I'm transparent here on this shit show. Yeah. Um, so the headline is, Runaway Chimpanzee Returns to Ukraine Zoo on Keeper's Bike, which <laughs> I think I'm right in saying is pretty weird. Yeah. Um, the initial story I saw 
he just returned back to the zoo. But anyway, a runaway chimpanzee has escaped uh, Kharkiv Zoo in Ukraine um, and has made a return, wheeled back to safety on the bicycle of a zoo employee. Um, so the chimp's name is Chi-Chi, escaped from the zoo, wandered the streets of Ukraine. The keepers couldn't, you know, catch it. Mm-hmm. But then it started raining. So Chi-Chi ran back to the zookeeper and got the raincoat. <laughs> Which is so adorable. And then hops on the bike and there's a video of Chi-Chi the chimpanzee, which is a really satisfying thing to say, um, hugging the zookeeper. And then the zookeeper puts him on the bike and wheels him back to the zoo. There's a photo of, it's a blurry photo, but it's of um, this chimpanzee riding on a bike. Chimpanzee riding on a Segway, chimpanzee riding on a Segway. Y'all remember that? Perry Grip. Yeah, I do remember that. Perry Grip had a Perry Grip on an entire generation. Yeah, we're not talking about Perry Grip. We're talking about <laughs> Chi-Chi the chimpanzee riding on a bike. Nick, other thing, when you said Chi-Chi, have you seen that TikTok sound that's like, my name is Chi-Chi. My name is Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha-Cha. Maybe I did it wrong, or maybe you've not heard it. No, I was going to say, no, I've, I have heard it. I just want to let that <gasps> hang out there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because I started thinking... Fuck. I actually might have done that really wrong. Um, Squish. Yeah. Speaking of chimpanzees, did you... Do you want to use that segue? (laughs) Did you see all the chat about the Harry Styles spin? Lucy, sorry. I'm just looking... I'm just watching the video. I'm just watching the video of Chi-Chi putting on the the raincoat. (laughs) It's so funny. It's like a little human. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, everyone. Just for a little bit of peek behind the curtain. Sometimes I can see and it's happening right now. Sometimes I can see when I'm reading a news story out, wanting Nick's attention, or I'm like, I don't know, trying to move the chat on. Nick's eyes will dart off to the side of our FaceTime screen. He'll be tapping on his computer and I'll just know that Mans is not focused on me. He's focused on Chi Chi. Well, I'm sorry. Chi Chi's more entertaining at this hour of the morning. (gasps) Oh my God. I I thought we were going well. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, Nick, did you see the alleged spit? Yes, I did. I am a I am a person of the internet. I've I've entered the the Siskiko chamber and I get delivered lots of Harry Styles uh, to my Twitter feed. So I did see the the Harry Styles spitting all over um, what's his name, Chris Pine. Yeah, but he didn't actually spit on him. Didn't he though? Didn't he? Fucking. Okay, you can't seriously be on here thinking Harry Styles, a man that has been curated so well for the public via PR help and being a nice human, would literally spit at the Venice Venice Film Festival on Chris Pine. Yeah, but there's freaking so much beef going around that building, it was like a dairy farm. Oh, honestly, it's kind of... Like, it is giving. Like, that is what we've been missing in Hollywood for a little while. Giving what? What's it giving? Giving drama. It's giving I'm entertained. Anyway, Nick, I saw a really good video unpacking the spit, um, the spit situation. And literally, Chris Pine's holding his sunglasses. He starts clapping, drops his sunglasses, keeps clapping, then goes in his head, I'm assuming, fuck, where are my sunnies? And then looks down, oh, there they are, I dropped them, I'm such an idiot. And all the while, Harry's sat down beside him, and people are thinking that he's gone and fucking given the weather. What's it say? I asked for the 
And, okay, it's like sad, don't spray it, but it's like I, I didn't ask for a weather report. It's yeah, something, something like that. Oh, it's too early. It's, 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 gonna... When you don't deliver it properly, it just doesn't hit the same, does it? <laughs> I think it makes us a little more human when we come on here and we, we tell people that. We have not pre-planned the script very well. Anyway, Harry didn't spit on Chris Pine. Chris Pine also was a bit random that whole – I mean, the whole night – we're going to do a whole culture vulture unpacking everything once we've actually seen the movie about Don't Worry Darling. But it definitely was the weirdest thing on the internet this week for me because it was everywhere. I think it's all a little bit stupid, to be honest, but you probably won't be getting me on the culture vulture Oh, well, <laughs> podcast. yeah, that is why – you're no fun and you can't come on the podcast because you just got to lean in, bro. <sighs> uh, I'll, okay, I'll hold my tongue. I'll hold my tongue. I don't want to... I've, I've yeah. already alienated half the, <laughs> half the uh, audience by saying, um, <laughs> what, what are the things? Yeah, seriously, just lean into some fun shit. You are sounding like a boomer and very off-brand for shit you should care about. Okay, I'll, um, I'll change. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to normal. Um, right, let's do some news because... That's why we're actually here. Um, yes, let's do the news. Okay. First news story, to get it out of the way, because it's not a very nice one. Actually, neither of my news stories are very nice. But, Nick, did you hear about the stabbings that went on in Canada this week? Yeah, holy shit. Um, wild. I know, I know. So, for anyone that maybe missed this, um, in Canada, in Saskatchewan, um Two men basically set out on basically a mass stabbing that has left 10 people dead and 18 people injured across, Nick, over 13 different locations. Yeah. And first I thought it was all just in one place and I was like, oh my God. But yeah, to have to travel from place to place, that's... I know. And so um, the two... The two suspects, called Damien Sanderson and Miles Sanderson, um, they were both at large for a while. One of them is still at large right now. There's still a manhunt on for him. And the other one has been found dead by wounds that seem to be not self-inflicted. So we don't actually know that much about all of this. We don't know much about motive. We don't know much about, like... The planning, all we know is that, you know, one of the people that actually did this is still out there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, what a wild sort of series of events. Like I know, and we will keep you, as usual, updated either in here or in the morning newsletter when we do know more. Kia ora, everyone. Uh, it's loose just a little bit in the future here because I have an update on this story. So um, today the second suspect, Miles Sanderson, was located by police, but it has been announced that he died shortly after his arrest. So Rhonda Blackmore, the assistant commissioner, refused to describe the manner of death, saying only that it was due to medical distress and added that life-saving measures were performed by police and ambulance workers. So both the suspects in the uh, stabbing are now both dead but have both been located. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Squish, you have a story for us from a part of the world that we don't actually talk about that often until we talk, unless we're talking about Boris Johnson. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, um... And this is sort of, like, again, yeah, it's kind of, like, slipped under the radar. Um, it's been a slow burn sort of thing. So, unless you're in the UK, of course. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, um, shit is hitting the fan in the UK um, in terms of energy prices. Um, and by the looks of things, it might be a very chilly winter for a lot of um, English households if things keep heading in this direction. And that seems quite weird to say after record heat waves this year, but... Excuse the pun, but this is the climate that we're in now, right? Mm. The most important fact to set the scene on this whole thing is that 40% of the UK's energy generation is produced using gas. So that's, you know, they use big gas turbines to create electricity, um, which powers the country. Um, And there's a big world event going on at the moment that's affecting gas prices. And I'll give you a second for you to all have a crack at guessing what it is. Um, it may be Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. Yeah. But I don't know. Was that guess correct? Yeah, it is. I was... <laughs> was that meant to be rhetorical? But then I like was like, we're on an explanation podcast, so I better just jump in here. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was rhetorical. No, I know. But that's okay. <gasps> um, Sorry, I've just read some breaking news, but it's going to come... Uh, it's going to come after. Sorry. And now you're not paying attention to what I'm saying. Zoe. Yes. Um, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So as part of the global response to the invasion, um, there have been embargoes placed on the importation of Russian gas to pretty much every country. Um, And the most recent action is Russia itself stopping exports through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline into Germany until, quote, the collective West have lifted all economic sanctions against Russia. And that's not likely to happen anytime soon, I would suggest. Mm. So we all know about basic economics by now. I've sort of gone on and on about supply and demand enough I think um so supply and demand and the effect that that has on you know a price of any sort of good um so we know that with a massive decrease in supply um like shutting off this pipeline um it means a price increase until you know until it pushes demand down to a point where demand matches supply does that make sense yeah you've got to make it more expensive because you kind of need less people to be buying it at a higher price, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's essentially the free market that everyone goes on about at work. But what does that mean for the UK, for energy prices and heating people's homes? So the higher household energy prices come on top of you know hefty increases in food and fuel prices that we've all been seeing and that I've talked about on the shit show before. Um, So there's a guy called Greg Jackson. He's the CEO of a renewable energy company called Octopus Energy. And he pointed out that if the price of beer, which is a very, this is a very English um, analogy. If the price of beer had had risen at the same level as natural gas over the last year, a pint in a pub would cost 25 pounds. And that's 47 New Zealand dollars. What a great translation to reach the people. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, could you imagine going to the bar and getting a pint of Heineken for 47 New Zealand dollars? Isn't it bizarre that we would take it way more 
seriously, or maybe like a bunch of us would know more about it if it was something tangible like beer that we felt like we couldn't live without. However, um, we've got gas and heating our homes, mm. which we can't live without, but because we can't pick it up and drink out of it, it feels... Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just like fuel prices. Like you never actually see the fuel that you're paying for. You know, you for a lot of people, fuel is like one of their yeah. biggest expenses, but you never actually see it. You never get to touch it. All it does is yeah. sit in, the, in your tank. Yeah. It's kind of weird in that respect. And you kind of touched on like the difference between an elastic and an inelastic good. Um, so inelastic is oh. something that we have to have. So you're willing to pay whatever it, the market price is for it. But, you know, if beer was $47 a pint, we just simply wouldn't buy beer because we don't need it. Mm. But people mm-hmm. need to heat their homes and need to, you know, pay to turn the lights on. So people do have to pay Fuck. these wickedly high prices. Um, so along with that, it coincides with huge inflation over there as well. So the Bank of England has predicted that inflation will peak at 13% in October. Um, other estimates are higher. Analysts at Citibank have said the rate could reach as high as 18% early next year. 18%. So we talked about inflation the other week. Fuck. So that's an 18% increase on everything from this time last year. And on everything except for probably your salary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like you're not getting a almost 20% pay rise. That would be insane. I mean, it would be good if yeah. you did, but even then, it wouldn't make you any better off. It would just keep it in line no. with how much things are paying. So it seems like um, things are going to get worse before they get better in old blighty. And then, Nick, at the same time as this has been happening in the UK, I do believe uh, there's been another big change over there in that part of the world. There has been. There. Obviously, old Bojo's um, taken a walk and... There's a new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, and she seems to think that she will be the one to fix all of this up. Um, But of course she does, otherwise, you know, I can't fix it isn't a very good campaign. Um, (laughs) Bob the Builder would never. No, Bob the Builder would never. Um, I stand lofty. Um, In saying that, the Conservatives have been basically in power since 2010, and the UK seems to be doing worse than the rest of Europe, so... I think we'll be waiting and seeing on that one. Mm, God, just it's all we can do, isn't it? Sitting here behind our little mics. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. With our, with our lights on that yeah. we're not paying ridiculous prices for. Oh, squish. I wish, I wish I had something better to follow that story up with, but we're going to be um, trying to pull it back by having two good news stories this week later on because I've just seen some breaking breaking good news that I think Nick's going to like. Um, but my next story is, Nick, Hong Kong judge finds five guilty over children's books. Now, a little preface to this. Nick, you might remember that in 2020, Nick, there was all that talk about a new national security law in Hong Kong. Do you remember mm. that? Yeah. So it was essentially this law that was brought in kind of in secret or the the sort of information, the sort of details of the law were kept secret until it was passed. And this security law criminalizes any act of succession, so breaking away from the com- from the country, subversion, undermining the power or authority of the central government, 
terrorism, using violence or intimidation against people. That one's kind of fair enough. Yeah. Collusion with foreign or external forces and like the act of sedition, which is like inciting people to rally against the state or against the authority of the state. You know, it's basically a law that was passed really undemocratically and it says you can't talk or do anything against Hong Kong or the government. You know, it's not good. It's giving big China energy. Wow. I mean, that's where it came from, essentially, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, And we could really get into the nitty gritty of um, the end of, what is it, one country, two states and what China are trying to do with Hong Kong, but I just think not this morning, Uh, but you can go and look that up. Anyway, you know enough now to know why a Hong Kong judge has just found five speech therapists guilty of publishing what they see as seditious children's books. So children's books that they see as inciting people to rebel against the state. So these five speech therapists who, to be like fear, Definitely, or like probably did have, you know, they were being cheeky writing these books. But fair enough, they're trying to teach children in a nice way that you can have your own thoughts. So these speech therapists were founding members of a union. They produced cartoon e-books um, that obviously some interpreted as trying to explain Hong Kong's pro-democracy movement to children. So the books were essentially about sheep trying to hold back wolves from their village Um Again, it's a story that we've seen time and time again, like yeah. sheep versus wolves. Um, but in these three books, so a village of sheep fight back against a group of wolves, trying wolves trying to take over their settlement. Um, and another one, the enemy attackers are portrayed as dirty and diseased wolves. And I think uh, someone got a hold of these and was like, oh, shit, um, we are the wolves. <laughs> we, yeah. Hold on. It looks, these wolves it, look really familiar. <laughs> Yeah. So, Nick, this trial went for two months, but the five creators of these books spent a year in jail already, like, awaiting the verdict. They have to wait a few more days to be sentenced, but they might face a few more years in jail because of this. And truly, it's just, like, Hong Kong used to be a space where it did feel free to say and think and be whoever you are, but... This national security law has really fucking changed the whole present and future of the country. Quite a scary time to know that we can basically mm. say anything if we lived in, like, me and you would be fucked. I don't, yeah, exactly. I actually don't. Do you think we'd be allowed to go to Hong Kong? No, well, you probably would. I don't think I would. Um, and, like, even when I was applying for my Esther for the US, it was like, do you have an online presence? And my travel agent was like, I don't really know what to do here because, like, you run a company, which means you have an online presence, but, like, sort of, anyway. Yeah. It's it's not your presence, though. But then it, like, definitely is. If they look deep. But anyway, I I hope I can still get into the country. If the the US government, if you kick uh, me out, sort of content. (laughs) No, she doesn't. Um, Squish. What is your good news story this week? Um, yeah, good news story. 
I suppose it's good news. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I put it here, so of course it is good news. Um, the first fully hydrogen-powered passenger train service is now running in Germany. So the only emissions are steam and condensed water, which sounds like really thick, delicious water that comes <laughs> in a tin can that you can turn into, like, caramel if you put it on the stove. But it's not. It's just basically steam that's turned into water. Um, way less exciting. Five of the trains started running this week nine more will be added in the future to replace 15 diesel trains now why not just use electric trains all of you are yelling at your phones right now it's like okay okay electric trains need a lot of you know costly infrastructure um you know like power lines everywhere and these new hydrogen trains can just drive on any old railways without the need for all that sort of stuff so and they're also really quiet so that's pretty cool if you live near a um, train track so yeah, I don't know. Now, what's your breaking one? I've been curious. Um, okay, this came up on BBC as Squish and I were chatting. Peppa Pig, oh, Jesus. first same-sex couple for children's show. Oh, I know. Like honestly, Peppa Pig fucking slays. Okay, so I haven't actually read the article yet, so I'm reading it with you. Um, the program has made a decision basically to introduce its first same-sex couple on the show during an episode titled Families, which first aired on Channel 5 on Tuesday, where Peppa Pig is... Have you ever been to Peppa Pig World? (laughs) Boris. Oh, my God, Ruby. You should use that as the intro bit. Um, Peppa Pig meets uh, her friend Penny Polar Bear's mothers. God, a lot of plosives. Penny Polar Bear's mothers. Penny Polar Bear's parents. Um, So... She, while drawing a portrait of her family, Penny explained, I live with my mummy and my other mummy. One mummy is a doctor and one mummy cooks spaghetti. And so (laughs) that's just really cute because young kids watching that and it's so normal. Like, so it should be on Peppa Pig. Like, oh, I don't know. That's great. Next next week, um, Peppa Pig is going to have, what was was the word? Seditious... uh, (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna happen. Next week, Peppa Pig. It's probably already banned in Hong Kong. Let's be honest. Next week, Peppa Pig takes down a government. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. And on that note of Peppa Pig about to take down the Hong Kong government, Squish. I think we might have to leave it there, Dale. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty keen for some toast with peanut butter on it, and. <laughs> Pretty controversially hot sauce as well. No, and pickles. Not for breakfast, Lucy. What are you doing? Yeah, I know, but it's yum. And you're having hot sauce for breakfast, so. See ya. Anyway, if you want to find Nick or Squish and you want to send him nice messages (laughs) about his voice or nasty messages, don't send him nasty ones. Um, He's on the shit show Instagram. Well, fuck it. Send me me nasty ones. I'll just block them. Oh, Nick is... um, Oh, I've got, I actually have nothing to say. Finally, finally. I've been waiting years for that. <laughs> um, if you want to find me, you can come and read the daily newsletter. Um, just know that I'm making a few errors in it at the moment and I'm really tired. No, it's, I'm not really selling it. It's really good. Um, come to the daily newsletter. Or yeah, come to the newsletter. Come- it's a bit shit, but... <laughs> Or come and see us on our road trip. Um, we will be giving you more info on that soon. Squish won't be there, so, so us means me, Ruby, and Liv. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, but don't don't get too excited, guys. Don't get too excited. Um, and look, we'll see you all next week, homies. Ciao.
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.